Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head to head. This week's topic of debate is a bracket-style challenge to determine the best PlayStation-exclusive video game. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Today, we are joined by a friend of the panel, Christian Molina. Last week on the show, we decided to branch out, start talking about music. Now, it was like music that was in movies, so somewhat related, but now we're branching out even more. We're talking about games. Hooray, video games. Welcome to our worst episode. We've got high hopes. I guess just PlayStation exclusives in general. Yeah, just PlayStation exclusives. We're also joined by a, a friend of the show, longtime buddy of mine from college, just like everyone else here. His name's Christian. How's it going, man? Hey, everybody. How's it going? We are all very excited for this episode, especially Josh. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's so excited. For the record, Christian, uh, what did you say you wanted your uh, your avatar to be again? Oh, the bulgy. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, actually, no, I changed my mind. Can it actually be Diego from Go, Diego, Go? <laughs> Dora's cousin? I feel like that one's more fitting. Yeah, Dora's cousin. All right, yeah, it'll be Diego from Go, Diego, Go. You got it. Can you put Baby Jaguar in there, too? Nobody else has a sidekick. <laughs> For the first round, we've got God of War up against Bloodborne. Why is Bloodborne winning, Christian? Oh. I actually put God of War for this one. Don't worry, Christian. I'll tell you why God, why Bloodborne is winning over God of War. <laughs> the thing is, is I think I might be a little biased in this one. I feel like Bloodborne could go over God of War just because there's a lot of replayability with Bloodborne. God of War was very lacking in the side missions, whereas I just feel like with Bloodborne, since it's so open-ended, you could do a lot more with it. So honestly, I think I'm going to change my mind and think Bloodborne goes with it. Oh, I was being facetious. I think this is definitely a God of War pick. going to go with Bloodborne on this one also. Well, what I really like about God of War, specifically this most recent one, is how they kind of elevated as a franchise. Like, they made three games that were essentially just, like, glorified beat-em-ups. There wasn't much to it. Like, they tried to have a story, but it was really cheesy and over-the-top. And then the most recent one, I don't like as much as those cheesy beat-em-up games, but it, it, it focused a lot more on the narrative and did win a lot of people over. I think I think what you're saying, though, about the replayability is valid, but I think that we're going to run into a lot of games on this list that don't have a lot of like replay value outside of their main story mode. My vote for Bloodborne comes from a lot of what Bloodborne is doing is a lot more experimental than what God of War is doing. The combat system is a lot better, in my opinion, than God of War's sort of... It's not exactly an aping of the uh, Dark Souls Bloodborne style, but it's kind of like a hodgepodge of like that melee combat with like some RPG elements. But Bloodborne is also important for the PS4 because it was one of, in my opinion, it was the first PS4 exclusive that made buying a PS4 worth it. It came out in 2015, two years after the console came out, and before that, the most notable exclusive was probably, like, Infamous Second Son. I could agree with that. That's actually very valid. Alden, Josh, what are your guys' takes here? I'm on the side of God of War. Sounds like you're the tiebreaker. That's a spicy bean. I played God of War for a little bit. Thought it looked cool. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go with God of War. Dipped his toes in just for a second. Just for a little bit. He put one big toe into the water. He heard him say boy, and he was like, all right, I understand the meme. 
You said, you know, honestly, I understand the complexities of the word boy now. Boy. So that sounds like God of War is moving on, despite Bloodborne maybe having the better argument. Eh, well, who who did you vote for, Nate? Sorry, the, the three normies voted for God of War. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> I'll take the normie argument, because God of War won in my bracket anyways. So up next, we got Final Fantasy VII versus Near Automata. Is that how you pronounce that? It's Automata. Yeah, Automata. Sorry, I don't watch anime. It's okay. It's not a Japanese word. All right, this is Weeby Hut Juniors, who's, uh... Alden, what's your pick? Near Automata. Yeah, I'm with Alden on that. I'm also going with Nier Automata. I'm also going with Nier Automata. Good thing we have no respect for Cloud Strife here. Final Fantasy VII is good for what it is, but when you look at when you compare both games side by side, Nier Automata you get a complete game, whereas Final Fantasy VII you're still waiting on the second half. To me, the biggest thing about Nier Automata isn't even the gameplay because personally, find the combat to be like a little bit shallow. I know people love platinum games, and maybe it's just not for me. But the story and the world of Nier, where it's like the androids and the machines waging war against each other for aliens and humans that have been dead for like millennia at this point. And then you go into the whole thing where it has all the separate playthroughs that change like and recontextualize the original story. It's just very interesting to me. And I would take it over Final Fantasy VII in a heartbeat. For a casual consumer, I think with like even the remake, because I was talking about like how I know some people that like, I've never even touched a Final Fantasy game at all, and they've played the remake, and they just love it, and they can't wait for the second release. Okay, so hear me out. Shadow of Colossus versus Journey, where do we stand? I stand on Shadow of the Colossus all the way. I think both are fantastic games, and both are on the more artistic side of the spectrum, and I think that there should be more games like both of these. However, I think Shadow of the Colossus delivers on gameplay a lot more than Journey manages to. I literally couldn't agree more. Shadow of the Colossus, you got to interact in that lesson. You, Because, I mean, from what I also haven't played these games, I've played Journey, but I haven't played Shadow of the Colossus. It's been on my list. In these combat sequences, there's just this big music, and it's so epic, and there's all this stuff that you're doing, and you don't really know what you're doing it for. And then, like, when you're riding off into the sunset on your horse, it's just completely quiet. Loved the original version of Shadow of Colossus. I played it a lot on my PlayStation 2. Journey was one of those games that I'm not really, like, a super big gamer. But when it, it was getting all the hype and the press that it was, I was like, oh, that's a game I've got to try out. I made my brother buy it for his PlayStation and, and played Journey pretty much entirely in, like, one sitting. It's a very good game to do that, and I understand why I got the praise that it did. But you were talking earlier about the replayability being an important factor for games once you understand the aesthetics and the story of journey there's nothing else really to it and shadow of colossus at the very least at least more like epic moments that if you were to play through the story again you'd be able to kind of relive some things the remake decided to deviate a little bit but have the same core gameplay and art style. I, I think, so I have to go with Shadow of Colossus as well. Okay, finally, I think this is a category people have played games. Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man versus Infamous. Hey, Josh, you can weigh in on one round. Go ahead, Josh. You go, go ahead. Uh, no, somebody else go ahead. All right, I'll step up. Uh, this, uh, this one's kind of tricky for me because I, I believe that the Infamous franchise is better than Spider-Man, but in terms of the PS4 exclusives, I think Spider-Man is better than Second Son. So Alden, what's your pick if it's for franchise over Spider-Man? For franchise, it's definitely infamous. I think as a whole, it, it does a lot more than just a Spider-Man game. And that's saying a lot because Spider-Man was really good. I would agree. 
what is uh, something interesting that Infamous does? Because I only played a little bit of what I believe was the first one on the PS3, and I don't remember being taken by it, especially. So the first one has its specific style. You're going around with newfound powers, and it sets up this world and story that is very loosely connected to Second Son, but it, it is enough. The world building was good enough to carry it on. Have to choose your path between being pretty good like a hero and that's why you get the blue lightning or your infamous which is the red lightning and either way whichever whichever one you pick you're still saving the city whether you want to with being like the hero path or if you're just breaking things and getting revenge you're going on the red path and I think Infamous Two is a little slept on. Oh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say slept on, but I well, okay. Infamous is definitely better than Infamous Two. I just think. Whoa, that's a hot topic. That's a hot take. Infamous Two was not, not not too many people, at least that I know, who are familiar with the series, played that game. I did not know Infamous had a second game. Yeah, I discovered that with uh, this list, actually. Personally, as far as uh, it, what you guys are saying, as far as like a franchise goes, I feel like especially considering franchise, I don't think Infamous takes this at all, especially since it's news to so many people that Infamous has more than one game. I, I mean, Second Son is very popular. Second Son, first off, was a PS4 launch title, and that was one of its biggest anticipated releases before the console even dropped. The thing is, is that even with Infamous 1 and 2, Infamous 1 was a PS3 launch title, so not only was Sucker Punch on the radar for the PS3 before it came out, it was also on the radar before the PS4 came out. Neither the PS3 or the PS4 were successful out of the gate. They both found... The PS3 was sold for $600. Their long-term success with their exclusives that came out afterwards. Their mascot, one of their mascots was Cole McGrath. Cole McGrath in Infamous was one of their launch titles. It was one of their biggest successes. Because of that, it was able to spawn a sequel and another launch title off of the PS4. And it's such a game that's fondly remembered because of its combat system and of its upgrade system and its karmic streak. That's what I think was really cool because with Spider-Man, it's just, you know what path you're gonna take. There's really not like a freedom of choice type of thing and your upgrades and everything, you're gonna get the same result basically every time that you play the game. Whereas with Infamous, there's a wriggle room. Your actions impact- Yeah, but it always seemed to me that it was the type of morality that was very common in that generation of games where it was just sort of binary morality and it didn't really change things that much. It's just like, these guys come after you instead of these guys. Alden mentioned that you saved the world or whatever either way but that's why i feel like that's not really a good point for why infamous is unique because like off the top of my head i can think of like fallout 3 red dead redemption both do those like well it's because it's not really meant for you to be written off as a hero it's more for you to be written off as a, okay well if you were to have it be in a position of being a superhero and having the responsibility of saving others how would you do it so would you rather go the path of being like an actual genuine he hero and going for the people or would you rather be infamous as like a, an anti-hero where the world will still be saved, but on your own terms and like take justice into your own hands? I understand, but I don't think that just the simple existence of a choice really elevates it above anything else. I feel like there's been other games that have done that perspective better too. I mean, I think Spider-Man Web of Shadows did that, where you could go back and forth between the black suit and the... Uh 
the original suit and the the move set and your choices were different. Spider-Man was an enjoyable game to play through and I I like how the open world elements work in Spider-Man about the same as I do for Infamous. I do feel like th- there is that like, oh, there's a pretty large map and I have these powers and can do this. Like th- they're very similar in a lot of ways, but I think the biggest detriment for Spider-Man is some of the lulls in the the gameplay. Like the first few missions you have to play as Miles Morales and you're just like getting from point A to point B. Suck. Yeah, those are bad. And there's nothing like that in the first two Infamous games, but Second Son has some shit like that. So I'm kind of on the fence. I feel like Spider-Man's a pretty big game, as well as the first two Infamouses together are. And I think that there's just two big low points in both of them to me. The biggest thing for both of these for me is um, I am acknowledging that these are fairly similar games. The only the biggest difference that I can think of is that Spider-Man doesn't have that like morality system that infamous does but i feel like saying that infamous is a huge like playstation ip is a little disingenuous but as much hype as the new spider-man game got when it came out i feel like it's a very easy thing to say that that's a big game spider-man is also built on a previous ip well that's only because with spider-man it's such a memorable ip that's not even like yeah but that doesn't happen with every spider-man game that comes out yeah and they designed the logo and the font of the playstation 3 off of the spider-man font like spider-man has been connected to sony for a very long time i think it's kind of a bro moment it took him to the playstation 4 to make this game yeah that's true like licensing this is a sony console the video game rights for spider-man were probably like split up between some other stuff before then i don't know thq had rights for a very long time because they made all the movie tie-in games i'm more than certain they probably wouldn't have dropped the ball with trying to make a game that was better than spider-man 2 for this long i'm pretty sure it's been trying to be made for a long time it just took a while to get to this point i mean i'd argue that web of shadows and ultimate spider-man are both pretty solid games that are on par with spider-man 2 yeah i'm casting my vote for marvel's spider-man yeah i'm still infamous we're going if we're going for a franchise i'm going infamous i am still going spider-man either way yeah i'm going spider-man all right the normies take it again godspeed spider-man <laughs> crash bandicoot up against ratchet and clank Ooh. you made this bracket and i said you're a motherfucker because you knew that this part would fuck me up uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. If you prefer Ratchet and Clank over Crash Bandicoot, you're a numbskull, and I'm going to say that again. I guess I'm a numbskull. I'm sorry, Nate. I guess I'm a numbskull. You guys are knuckle-scraping idiots if you choose Ratchet and Clank over Crash Bandicoot. That's okay. I'm pretty sure we got three to two. I don't fucking care. Here's what I will say. This might be because um, because the first time I played the first Crash game, I was probably like five years old at my cousin's house, and I might have played it for like half an hour, and I have very little memory of it. Was it just me, or was Crash the game that somebody else always had? I guess not for Nate. I was somebody else. Well, every time like I went over a friend's house or a cousin's house, like you said, they all had Crash except for me. Okay, well then you were just fucking behind on the curve, buddy. But what I found in the remaster was like very inconsistent physics and controls that seemed to be fucking me up more often than my own shit ability at video games, which isn't great. That's how I felt originally. In Ratchet and Clank, I think the characters are more memorable. I like the combat system. I like all the fun weapons that you get in every game. I like Ratchet and Clank. I think it's fun. Yeah, so for me, Ratchet and Clank was the game that everyone else had. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank was like the only game I had on my PSP. 
Yeah, honestly, the PSP version of Ratchet and Clank, whichever one that is, that's the best one. The remake of Ratchet and Clank is pretty good, like the reboot one that just came out. Yeah, that one was actually pretty solid. I saw the movie in theaters, and it was all the cutscenes from the game. You saw the movie in theaters? Oh no. I was working at the movie theater. It was free. It was free, guys. I remember seeing the trailer for it while I was working at the movie theater, and I was like, what? Some of y'all are Crash Bandicoot kids, and it shows I'm voting Ratchet and Clank. I'm voting Ratchet and Clank. I'm also voting Ratchet and Clank. Wow. Man, I wish I had a veto. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Spyro the Dragon and Sly Cooper. Speaking of the fourth console generation up against the, the fifth console generation again, we've got Spyro the Dragon versus Sly Cooper. I'm 100% on Team Spyro the Dragon here. Please don't hurt me. I'm going with Nate. I'm on Team Spyro on this one. I'm also on Team Spyro. Lost cause, but I think Sly Cooper is a better franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go I'll go with so I, I was kind of always underwhelmed with Spyro. I, I can kind of see the defense. No, I could too, because Sucker Punch is a fantastic studio, and Sly Cooper is definitely not as serious as Scoff at. But when it comes to being better than Spyro the Dragon, no. I mean, the first two Sp Sly Cooper games, maybe, but like the third one? Spyro 3? Masterpiece. Chef Kiss. Can't say much more. You, there's nothing better you can say about that game. I think that Spyro and Crash are very similar, and with their original trilogy, each game escalated in quality significantly. 1,000%. I think Spyro 3 Year of the Dragon escalates even more than Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, and I think it's probably the best PlayStation 1 game. Wow. The thing is, I used to argue that Crash Bandicoot 3 was was my favorite PS1 game, but I actually discovered that it's actually Spyro 3, because Crash Bandicoot 2 was better when it came to level design, but it wasn't really cool like when it came to aesthetic, whereas Crash 3 was really good with aesthetic, but it wasn't really all that good with level design. Spyro 3, it just did everything super well. There was just a whole bunch of different like great environments. There was such a diverse cast of characters. The gameplay was always changing, so you're always doing something different. There's just so many good things to say about it. Damn, I'm just out here having played uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 in 2019, being like, that's the best PS1 game. I was just going to help uh, Alden out and also vote Sly Cooper. Josh is Sly Cooper this episode. He's sneaking <laughs> underneath. <laughs> Alden, what is my defense? So for Spyro, for me, it just kind of felt like I was just flying around doing whatever. I never got interested in it. I never had interest, never caught my interest. I'm going to keep saying that. All my friends that played Spyro got bullied in middle school. Yeah, so I, I never, I never played too much Spyro. Like, I would try each game at someone else's house, but I never really cared. The game I played the most was Band of Thieves. Is that the second one? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I have to say it's one of my favorite games, period. I normally hate stealth. It's so boring. It's so slow. But their stealth didn't have to be perfectly stealth. If you got caught, there was a good chance you could get away. Even in the harder parts, it wasn't too difficult. And as a kid, that means a lot. It's interesting that you should bring up that it's an easier stealth game than, like, an actual stealth game because you're right about that and there is merit for that but i also feel like uh spyro the dragon is also an easier collectathon than other games in the genre i just played the remaster the other day and i made it through the first three worlds just by completing the first world <laughs> and that was like some awesome shit and i definitely would have done it as a kid like there's nothing there that's like a giant skill gap oh what i really like about spyro though is it's a very easy game but 
it rewards you for exploring the environments, which is something that the remake can't do justice because we live in like the modern console generation. So it's like these worlds and all the levels feel really small. But as a kid, when you're looking for you know, all the eggs and it's a collectathon and you like have to move behind this one rock and smash a wall. And there you go. You finally found the last egg of that level. Like it definitely rewards you for exploring and getting every little drop of the game. And that's something that I feel isn't the same with Sly Cooper. I feel like it, its missions are, are fairly linear. And if you go about it in a different way, then you're not necessarily rewarded for it. Like you are in Spyro. But anyway, that sounds like Spyro, three to two. Three to two. Well, it was another close one. We're moving on. Parappa the Rapper up against Ape Escape. Jory, why is Ape Escape moving on? <laughs> Ape Escape is moving on because Ape Escape has Metal Gear Solid Easter eggs and appeared in the PS2 release of Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, that's why? I have not played the game. <laughs> All right, Ape Escape's just a lot of fun. Ape Escape, bro. Who could say no to fucking brainwashed monkeys? Who could say no to Parappa the Rappa dropping fire beats since, hold on, I need to do a Google search real quick. Parappa the Rapper is like a niche title because it's a rhythm game. With Ape Escape, I feel like it was more... Since 1996 in Japan. 1997 worldwide. <laughs> Ape Escape, it's like it's just another third world, or another third world, but... Whoa. <laughs> it's a third world-ass game? Can't be talking about Ape Escape like that, bro. Whoa. Whoa. It's another third-person game where it's just very... It's just catch the, catch the brainwashed monkeys, you know? You guys want to hear a really funny Ape Escape story? I would love to hear a really funny Ape Escape story. Did your apes escape? Me and my dad would always go on weekends to GameStop and we would trade in old PlayStation games for new ones. And these are like PlayStation 1 games. Even though the PlayStation 2 was already out, we would just get the cheaper PlayStation 1 games, play them for an afternoon and then, you know, return them and, and get a new one. And well, our PlayStation 1 did not have the uh, control stick. We just had the D-pad. And so we got Ape Escape one afternoon, and me and my dad spent two hours trying to figure out how to move in Ape Escape because it was the first uh, PlayStation <laughs> game you needed a, a C-Stick for. I don't know, Christian. It sounds like Parappa the Rapper is the more accessible game. <laughs> Parappa the Rapper was definitely more accessible, but it was a flex if you could play Ape Escape. I had a lot of fun playing Ape Escape, though, once I uh, played it on my PlayStation 2. And I was like, oh, shit, the character can move. Like, I watched the opening <laughs> cutscene and was like, is that it? Like, that's the whole game? He's the, the power of the DualShock 1. Did the ape just escape? <laughs> well, I know that I failed the first mission after 15 minutes because I didn't move and catch any of the monkeys. The apes escaped. Apes definitely escaped on that first run. So, Josh, tell me why Ape Escape is important in the greater lore of planet of the apes <laughs> um tell us about escape from the planet of the apes <laughs> how is ape escape monumental to your growth as an adult was escape the planet of the apes the time not the time travel yeah the time travel one all right up next we've got dreams versus little big planet i barely know what dreams is i gotta go with little big planet on this one that's why little big planet wins <laughs> 
All right, it's fighting game time. We've moved on to the other half of the bracket. We've got Street Fighter versus Tekken, specifically Street Fighter V versus Tekken 2, but they're representative of their whole franchises that are PlayStation exclusive. Sort of. Whoa, it's Tekken. No, it's not Tekken. These are representative of their entire franchises, and Street Fighter 2 exists. All I'm going to say is that you were either a Street Fighter kid or you were a Tekken kid. And it sounds like we've got a Street Fighter kid. I was a Mortal Kombat kid. Yeah, I was also a Mortal Kombat kid. I was a Smash Bros. kid. I was a Dragon Ball Z Budokai kid. Yeah, uh, me too! What was it? But yeah, no, Street Fighter as a franchise is worlds ahead of Tekken as a franchise, I'm so sorry to say. But if you need me to tell you that, come on, man. I don't know. I think I'm still going to toss my head into Tekken. Where it's like Tekken, you're like, half the cast is like a giant-ass bear or like some random-ass thing. It don't really explain the lore. But with Street Fighter, it's like, oh, you get it. it's a giant global fighting tournament. And these people all represent different parts of the country or world or whatever. And it's it's a fun little gimmick. It's not overbearing. Kind of it's kind of anime to me. It's kind of weeb. Yeah, even if you like Tekken more than Street Fighter, I think that you're gonna have a very, very, very hard time saying that Haihechi is more iconic than Ryu. <laughs> All right, I guess I will yield my argument. Anyway, we've got The Last Guardian up against Horizon Zero Dawn. Has anyone played either of these games? Um, I've played Horizon, but I've never played The Last Guardian. I haven't played either, but I'm going to go with Horizon Zero Dawn based on the fact that I know that The Last Guardian purposefully ignores uh, player input for the sake of uh, trying to make the animal seem like a real animal. However, that just seems like some frustrating bullshit to me, and it's the last thing I want when I'm playing a video game. My vote is also with Horizon Zero Dawn, because that game was great, except for the final boss. Alright, Horizon Zero Dawn it is. Up next, we've got Detroit Become Human up against The Order, 1886. Detroit Become Human. I'm also with Detroit Become Human. Yeah, I don't think anybody in their right mind is going to be like, oh yeah, The Order 1886 is a good game. <laughs> yeah, it's the MLB The Show versus PlayStation All-Stars. It's time for your round, Josh. Give us, tell us why MLB probably might or maybe not move on. This generation of consoles, the PS4 and Xbox One, have been such a huge bra moment for sports games, except for MLB The Show. That's been the only sports series this generation that has actually gone better over the years where each new game is bringing something different and it's done revolutionary things for it that genre where you could start a season mode play through it and then you can continue it on the next game no other sports game does that i think mlb the show is definitely by far the best sports series on this franchise and uh sorry xbox one users you're missing out all right alden now tell us why playstation all-stars is better than smash ultimate <laughs> All right, sounds like MLB The Show moves on to me. <laughs> First up, Nate, what do you think? I would rather have a great sports game than I would a pretty shit platform fighter. Even though platform fighters are my favorite genre, I, I think it's better to have a standout in a lesser genre to me. Yeah, I agree completely. I think MLB The Show and what Josh was saying about it being a sports game that is actually good in this console generation says a lot. I, I love... FIFA, and those games have gotten progressively worse, as well as the uh, NBA 2K games. I'm not even that big of a baseball fan. I don't even have a favorite team or anything, but the video games have... I've probably been a fan of MLB The Show. That just baseball comment killed me. It's like I hit you straight in the heart. <laughs> yeah, I probably started, probably started MLB The Show uh, when I had my first kiss. I was like 13 years old. Wow. 
Wow. What a what, milestone. What a comparison. Christian, I don't Christian, I don't think you want to try making fun of Josh about when he had his first kiss. Coming to you live from my laundry room. Alden, it's your turn. We're talking cars here. We've got Gran Turismo versus Twisted Metal. I don't have a whole lot of input for Twisted Metal. Most I've seen is just videos from it. Uh Gran Turismo is all right. I honestly think in terms of car games, they're not exclusives or they're Microsoft exclusives. Holy shit, I play both of these games. Oh my god. <laughs> Josh has an argument in this argument. Motorstorm is my first PS3 game. Same. It came with mine. Oh, oh my god. So my friend knows the designer and creator of Twisted Metal. That's hilarious. You should ask him for a job. I really should because I can't find one. <laughs> I think Gran Turismo is just a boneless Forza. It is. And I think Twisted Metal is a really, really, really fun driving game. It's pretty much if you mixed Mortal Kombat with Mario Kart, and that's exactly what I wanted it to be. So Twisted Metal's dope. I remember playing the original and the sequel on my PlayStation 1 as a kid, and then later down the line when the PlayStation 3 version came out, and it was actually like a better game all the things that the original two set up it explored upon further i would love to see them make another twisted metal game i don't give a shit if they make another gran turismo game if i'm being completely honest i don't think they should because forza is just a better franchise both with motorsport and horizon yeah i personally prefer the uh the more arcadey approach than the like simulator realism I would much rather play Twisted Metal than Gran Turismo. I'm going Twisted Metal. Sweet. Twisted Metal's going on. We've got Metal Gear Solid 3 up against Death Stranding. <laughs> it's Metal Gear Solid 3. It's Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, yeah. Specifically in the Metal Gear franchise, which is actually surprisingly old. It's almost 35 years old or something like that. The first game on the Yeah, I'm pretty sure Metal Gear 1 came out in the 80s. Yeah, I think 86 or 87. So, you know, Metal Gear's been around for a while. This might be a hot take, but I think Metal, Metal Gear Solid 3 is the best game out of all of them. To put it up against something like Death Stranding is a no contest, in my opinion. Yeah, Death Stranding, you can say it's doing a lot of stuff artistically, even though I think that saying that much would be dubious because it's pretty clear that Kojima himself had no idea where he was going with it. Um... I do find the gameplay like relaxing to some degree. I think Death Stranding is a fine game. Not everybody is going to like it, and you should definitely know what it is before right, you purchase guys. it. Christian, are you there? Because this is the Naughty Dog round. This is the big one. It's the one that people are going to unsub for. <laughs> it's the one that we're going to get more dislikes for than any other video. We've got The Last of Us up against Uncharted. Christian, are you there? Because I really want you to weigh in first. Christian is not there. Hold on, he's sending a tweet. Bastard Josh said he got his first kiss at 13. What a fucking chat. But he disrespects women. Hope you realize that I heard everything that you heard, and I was actually in the bathroom. I said it to you before you left. This is a big one. We've got The Last of Us versus Uncharted. Um, I went with Uncharted instead of The Last of Us. So I guess everybody is actually on our side here. <laughs> yeah, if you really thought that I chose The Last of Us over Uncharted, you're a fucking moron. You got like five games versus one. You really think I'm going to choose four to five great games over one pretty okay game? Especially with how Neil Druckmann has been fucking driving Naughty Dog into the ground? Absolutely fucking not. It was the first of its kind with third-person running gun. On the PS3, I think the story was great. I think the gameplay was great. And with The Last of Us, it's just a big 
it's more focus and story than it is gameplay. Uncharted, I think, is just great. I really wish I got to talk about how much I hate the story of The Last of Us, but uh, I guess that sounds like The Last of Us is getting left behind. I don't know. I'm really excited for The Last of Us 2. They've had some gameplay leaks, guys. I'm real excited. Nate, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> guys, Ellie's in a boat. There was a clip of Ellie swinging on a rope from point a to point b and they were advertising it like it was a new feature and someone said that i remember doing this in uncharted one on my playstation in 2007 i remember doing this on pitfall on the atari <laughs> all right we've got the weeb round we've got persona 5 versus tales of berseria why is tales of berseria moving on jory the Bristeria is moving on because uh, the main character is a really hot girl and uh, she's not wearing a shirt and that's uh, my favorite type of design. Persona 5 is moving on because it's probably one of the best games on this list. Get out of here. <laughs> Gonna be any argument for Tales of Bristeria if any of us have even played it. I'm pretty sure Ape Escape is better than Persona 5. I think it's really sad that The Last of Us and Tales of Bristeria have to be on the same, uh, same category because they're both getting eliminated in the first round. Persona 5 is arguably a modern masterpiece even if you don't appreciate the game you can at least appreciate its art style or its music can i yeah josh you really should i mean dude I, I haven't even played the game and there's songs on that soundtrack that i have saved on spotify it's a josh you really need to push past the but it's also an anime thing because that game is legitimately one of the best games on this bracket god of war versus near autonoma god, god of war. war bloodborne oh wait i forgot god of war <laughs> God of War it is. God of War. All right, we've got Shadow of Colossus up against Marvel's Spider-Man. Ready? Three, two, one. Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of Colossus. I was going to go with Spider-Man, but I that you go for it. I was going to go with Spider-Man as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, then I'm also Spider-Man. So that's Shadow of the Colossus moving on, right? All right, guys, we got Ratchet and Clank versus Spyro the Dragon here. Ready? Spyro. Spyro. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. That's three Spyro. So long, Ratchet and Clank. They were king. Ape Escape, which is apparently better than Persona 5, according to Alden, up against Little Big Planet. Three, two, one. Little Big, Little Big Planet. Planet. Ape Escape. I also wanted to say Ape Escape for a meme, but now Little Big Planet. <laughs> Little Big Planet is so much better. But Little Big Planet does a lot more. And it allows gamers to be creative, which they typically aren't. I'm attacking gamers, guys. Are you going to bully me yet? No. Hey, Nate, I actually want your input in this because I did have a fight with uh, with Landon about this years ago that uh, he was telling me that playing with uh, toys as a kid is just as creative as playing video games. What's your input on that take? I guess it would depend on the game, but for the most part, I would say games restrict you to a very linear, right-brained way of of processing. Um, whereas toys, I mean, assuming you're talking like action figures and things like that, you you can the the sky's the limit. You're if you have imagination and you're working with the left side of your brain, you really have endless possibilities and things that could come. And unless if you're you're just kind of breaking the game, I mean, that's exactly how I felt. I don't know. Nowadays with games like Little Big Planet, Dreams, like Mario Maker, if you're doing something like that, I feel like it's fairly easy to say that you're also thinking creatively. But in general, yeah, I'm going to go with toys are more creative then. I mean, with toys, it's like you're like you're like stairs turn into like a battlefield or something like it's the sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah. 
Speaking of Lego games. <laughs> so we've got Street Fighter V up against Horizon Zero Dawn. Three, two, one. Street Fighter V. Street Fighter V. Zero Dawn. Street Fighter with Horizon, but with Street Fighter, go for it. If we're not talking about franchises like you and Alden have been talking about, I feel like it's a completely clown take to be like, oh yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is better than all of Street Fighter. I mean, if we're talking franchises, yeah, Street Fighter's excellent. Detroit Become Human up against MLB The Show. Ready? Three, two, one. MLB The Show. Detroit. MLB, MLB The Show. The show. <laughs> MLB. We did it! The Detroit Tigers are moving on. The Detroit Become Tigers are moving on. So you remember Beyond Two Souls? You remember Heavy Rain? Yeah, it's the same studio, and you don't do anything in Beyond Two Souls, so I never even paid attention to Detroit Become Humans. Okay, so I finished Detroit Become Human, and Alyssa also did her own playthrough of Detroit Become Human. And what I will say about that studio's story-driven games is I do like that they really have like branching paths and that they allow you to fail in a few places. It's some more interesting than, like, for instance, Tall Tales. I don't think that the stories are nearly as good because of that, but oh well. Well, they're gone. Well, up next, we've got Twisted Metal versus Metal Gear Solid 3, the metal round. Ready? Three, two, one. Metal Gear Solid 3. Twisted, Twisted metal. metal. And I voted for Metal Gear Solid 3, and I'm currently alone. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Okay, then it's Metal Gear Solid. Thank God. <laughs> What a clown list of Twisted Metal got above Metal Gear Solid 3. I think this is the first actual debate here. We've got Uncharted versus Persona 5. Ready? 3, 2, 1. Persona, Persona 5. Five. Persona 5. Holy shit. Thank you, Josh. Here's the most simple argument I can make for this. Is Nathan Drake in Smash Bros? He's in PlayStation All-Stars. Answer me that yes or no question, Alden. No. All right, then <laughs> Uncharted is getting left behind. Did three of us vote for Persona 5? Well, no, it's funny because I, I'm actually looking at my bracket right now, and it says that I actually put Persona above Uncharted, so... That's surprising to me because I've How many of you actually played Persona 5? I've actually never played a Persona game in my life, but I've played almost every single Uncharted, and I still put Persona above Uncharted. Wow. Both of my roommates play Persona 5 twice. Why didn't you play it yourself? Okay, well, we've got God of War up against Shadow of Colossus. We're, we're, we're in the Elite Eight, and we're building the final four here. So everything's important. We're, de we're debating these boys and girls. I, I'm going to just draw a line in the sand now and say I'm with uh, Team Shadow of the Colossus. I'm on Nate's side here. I'm with God of War. I'm with God of War. Shadow of the Colossus is how old at this point the ps2 version came out and the original came out in 2003 i think even with this brand new remaster that is basically the old game with a new coat of paint i think it's going to age far more gracefully than god of war will just because and it already has just because of the minimalistic controls and the minimalistic design personally the most effective use of game design affecting the artistic intention of a game because um the story of it like you go through like hunting down all these colossi you're doing it to revive um this woman that you bring into the temple at the beginning of the game 
and you know that it's going to bring her back to life but as the game goes on you see it degrading your character and it's turning you into this monster and then at the very end like some dudes show up and you actually do turn into this monster and it takes control away from you because you've been losing your humanity from destroying these creatures that haven't really been doing anything to you I don't know. I think that there's a lot more to be said for Shadow of the Colossus than there is for God of War. God of War is still a fantastic game, and I love the story, but gameplay-wise, I think it's left a lot to be desired. I feel like with God of War and with Shadow of the Colossus, with that, with the story intention, it's like, with God of War, if we're talking about like the one that released in 2018 on top of its series franchise you've had a lot of time to like build up the story and like get attached to these characters. Like I know with me personally, I played all of the God of Wars. So like when it was a new setting, it was a new family, it was new ties. I knew I was connected with it. And so like, I was much more involved with the story because of the entire franchise of itself. Whereas with Shadow of the Classes, it kind of like dropped me in it and it was just kind of like, Oh, I guess I'm just doing this now combat wise it was just like it brought in a new element it breathed for me personally like a new fresh air into a series that was kind of getting a little bit repetitive because of a linear story because it still felt linear but it still kept the god of war feel and i still feel like the story was was still pretty impactful as well because of the character development throughout the entire story. The reason that I am sticking with Shadow of Colossus here is because it was a game that I grew up playing and I eventually played the uh, God of War games as well. And the original ones on the PlayStation 2 were more fun to me than where the, the games got down the line. And I think that it's just... Uh, gameplay preference and if you're someone who prefers the more story driven game then i think god of war is for you but for me i think it's all about the tone and the um the i guess the world that the shadow of colossus builds and for me shadow of the colossus was like what i thought legend of zelda always should have been and it never got there and it was just this hidden gem on the PlayStation 2 that I remember playing and talking to my friends about. And they were all already playing Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 games. And I was like, no, guys, you got to check this game out. And the fact that it's finally getting the love that it deserves in this remaster. And uh, I think the franchise of God of War just kind of it's bigger, clearly. Uh, and I think even aging people are going to come back to God of War just as much as they would Shadow of the Colossus. But now there's four games for God of War, and currently just one for Shadow. There are two or maybe three other God of War games besides God of War 1, 2, and 3, and the new God of War that nobody has mentioned. And I don't think that that helps your point that these are games that people are going to come back to. Oh, I didn't even know that there was more than the four. Shadow of the Colossus might not have a franchise to lean on. Like, you could connect it to The Last Guardian and Ico if you want to, but it really can't is on its own and like while it technically is a part of the same worlds the games are completely different from each other josh based on the arguments you've heard which game would you be interested in moving on shadow of colossus up next we've got spyro the dragon up against little big planet spyro easy little big planet easy i'm gonna go with spyro on this one on its surface i should go with because it it has a lot more room for replayability and it has also a lot more um 
you know, creative elements for that left brain style of gameplay. But I- I'm going with my gut here and sticking with Spyro. Yeah, as a franchise, um, from what I understand, Little Big Planet 3 basically killed that franchise in the water, and it doesn't look like we're going to see it again soon, especially since Dreams is now where sony is at with that kind of gameplay yeah i don't see little big planet coming back and spyro the dragon was just solid for a trilogy if we're talking about games that killed franchises i mean spyro has some fucking miserable sequels down the line beyond the original insomniac produced games and you can also attribute skylanders in this whole toy game era you know being connected to spyro so I, I think there's detriments on both ends here. That sounds like Spyro, though. Up next, we've got Street Fighter V up against MLB The Show. Josh, are you okay? Street Fighter V versus uh, MLB The Show. You can sway me, but I'm going to go with Street Fighter. I'm going with Street Fighter V. How many good Street Fighter games are there, Jory? Um, Like four or five, at least. MLB The Show definitely has more than four good games. Yeah, but does it have any games as revolutionary as Street Fighter 2, 2 Turbo, or 3? No. This game has revolutionized this generation when it comes to sports gaming. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. Let's not listen to Josh. Got it. Sports ball. I don't understand. I would still much rather play Mario Super Sluggers than I would the MLB The Show. I'm listening to you, but Street Fighter 2 is one of the most influential games of all time. Like, you don't understand what this game did for fighting games as a genre. There would be no Mortal Kombat. There would be no Tekken. It did. I agree with that. But just because it's the first doesn't mean it's the best. I still prefer Mortal Kombat and a lot of fighting games. I'm saying without without Street Fighter 2, none of those would have happened. Just because it's the first doesn't mean it's the best. Is the first Star Wars movie the best one? I like it a lot. But it's not the best one. It's top five. It's top three. I'm just saying that I think that its legacy is more notable than MLB The Show's. I think MLB The Show's legacy is very notable for being the only good sports game for a whole generation that's probably going to continue to be good. The past two generations, it's actually been pretty great. Yes, but it didn't birth a genre. What? Yes, but it didn't birth a genre. I would agree. I would I would definitely think that Street Fighter V is more influential than MLB The Show. It kind of did. No, look, Josh, MLB The Show kind of just proved that sports games can be better. Yep. I, I'm kind of with Josh in that I do think MLB The Show deserves a lot of credit. And I think getting to the top eight is a lot of credit for what it is. I also think that with the later Street Fighter games, they haven't progressed in the same leaps and bounds in the genre that Street Fighter went with Street Fighter 2. And they re-released Street Fighter 2 like nine times over the course of a decade because they knew how good that game was. When did the original Street Fighter come out? The original Street Fighter came out in 1989. Fighter 2 came out in the early 90s. PlayStation bracket. And Street Fighter 5 was a PlayStation But whatever you guys just said about it being the first thing and being revolutionary is irrelevant to this bracket. No, because we're talking about the franchises of everything that we're saying. I feel like the franchises of the Street Fighter games haven't progressed in leap and bounds since the 90s when they were on the Nintendo consoles. Like, really, I I don't think between Street Fighter 4 and 5, I've played both of the games. I don't remember which one was which. The art style has stayed pretty much the same. The, the characters in the ensemble and the cast have stayed the same. Sure, one of them might have a story mode, but I wasn't paying attention. I play fighting games to just beat up people in local multiplayer. 
I really think that MLB The Show is a testament to what sports games should be moving forward. And I really hope developers like 2K Sports are looking at the show. I, I played the last 2K uh, baseball game in 2007, right before the show series started in 2008. And I just remember thinking, you know, you know, this is a fine baseball game, but it could be better. And then the first show came out, and it was better in every capacity. Got Metal Gear Solid 3 up against Persona 5. Well, both of these characters are in Smash Bros. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is tough. Can I hear everybody else's thoughts first? I'm going with MGS3. I haven't played any uh, either of them, but I mean, I guess I'm much more with the real-time combat just because it's like i i'm really not a big fan of turn-based combat and i've never been the biggest fan of the jrpgs to begin with anyways so i feel like i could be a little bit biased but with metal gear solid 3 i was watching a little bit of gameplay today it just seems more active and more interactable i guess even though there's so much customization and interactability with persona i just feel like i'm more i'm getting more out of my gameplay with metal gear solid 3 than i am persona i can think of tons of other jrpgs that are almost as good as persona but in terms of stealth combat games i really can't think of one that even comes close to competing with metal gear solid my thoughts on this are if we're talking about them being oh one is real time versus one is uh turn-based I think that the gameplay of Persona 5 is a lot faster paced than Metal Gear Solid 3, at least if you're not using any like speedrunning tricks or anything that you've garnered from like multiple playthroughs or anything like that. And I would argue that I think Persona 5 is an easier game to just jump into for a little bit than Metal Gear Solid 3 is because the gameplay pace is fairly slow. You have to plan out your whole like method of attack, decide like what you're going to do manage all of your resources, things like that. But there's just so much creativity that goes into what you want to do with Metal Gear Solid 3. You know what? I'm going to vote for Persona 5. If you guys vote Metal Gear Solid 3 over that, that's fine. How, how many of the other Persona games have you played, or was 5 your first? 5 was my first. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking here, is because, like, th although I think Metal Gear Solid 3 is the best of its franchise, I think there's also, like, four other fantastic games in that franchise. So it, it's, it's really weird, because, like, everyone I know who has played Persona 5 and is telling me to play it, They've only played Persona 5, and I think that speaks volumes to how well-made of a game that Persona 5 is in comparison to Metal Gear Solid 3 just being another fantastic entry that may or may not even be a standout in its franchise. I don't know. I'm on Persona 5. Josh, you're the tiebreaker. Uh, based on the arguments, because I haven't played this uh, either one of these games personally, uh, Persona 5. The final four, the four most uh, impactful and lasting PlayStation exclusive games are Shadow of the Colossus, Spyro the Dragon, Street Fighter 5, and Persona 5. You know what? I'm kind of not mad at it. <laughs> Imagine me getting Persona 5 in the final four, but Jory couldn't just vote for MLB The Show. Josh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it meant that much to I'm you. Glad, I'm glad Spider-Man Homecoming is number 12 on our fucking Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> because Street Fighter V was a 3-2, to two, can we do an unprecedented take back? <laughs> Where I change my vote to MLB The Show? 
<laughs> I don't think it's gonna make too much of a difference. Me neither, but I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> For the entire left side of the bracket, we've got Shadow of the Colossus up against Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, this is really hard for me. This is tough. These are two of my favorite games as a child. I'm still going to go Shadow of the Colossus all the way. Bully anybody who says Spyro. Well, I was already saying Shadow. I'm going to go with Spyro the Dragon here. I was surprised that when we were talking about um, Crash, Ratchet, and Spyro, none of us uh, really made the argument that these were really PlayStation mascots. Well, I mean, I mentioned it before, but I mean, I think it just got lost in translation. Yeah, but you mentioned it for the dude from Infamous, and I felt like that was real weak. But that, because I mean, Cole McGrath, I feel like Infamous was a fantastic mascot for PlayStation. I don't know. I just remember that dude as like some dude with a buzz cut and a jacket. <laughs> Infamous is the ultimate Best Buy game. Infamous was on the box of multiple PS3 editions. I really don't want to argue that fact. Is that why people didn't buy that console until Metal Gear Solid 4 came out? <laughs> well, the PS3 was $600 for a year after launch. But it was Cole McGrath that kept selling those $600 consoles. The only memory I have of Cole being a mascot was in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I think of those four games that we were saying we're all mascots of of sony's you know uh game enterprise crash was the one that stuck the most with people for at least the through the run of the the mid to late 90s but i think spyro always had the best gameplay especially with its sequels has very diverse level and character design where you have side quests where you're playing as different characters that isn't just spyro the dragon Whereas Shadow of Colossus, my biggest, like, knock against it, and it's, like I said, it's in my top 10 favorite video games of all time, is the gameplay's a little on the repetitive side, although I really enjoy it. By the time you get to the 11th or 12th uh, Colossi, you're kind of just like, okay. I think that Shadow of the Colossus has a very strong pattern i think that the biggest thing that detracts from it is not all of the colossi are winners but altogether as a whole i still think shadow of the colossus is a better solid package as one game than spyro um, if we're talking about music you were saying earlier that you think shadow of the colossus has some of the best music out of this whole bracket i would agree but i'd also say that we're sleeping on spyro the dragon uh music i think there's a lot of really, really great songs uh, throughout the original trilogy. Um, and the, the the mix between synth and orchestral instruments is really interesting. And I'm glad they, for the most part, left it untouched in the uh, reignited trilogy. I watched the, uh, the movie Blow today on Netflix. It was pretty good. Pretty good Johnny Depp movie. And you're uh, going to go with Spyro because Spyro blows fire? <laughs> no, I'm still going with Shadow of Claw. All right, Christian, Alden, any more persuasion? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Josh made a pretty good argument with uh, the PlayStation exclusive list. Spyro the Dragon, I currently have on Steam on PC. Shadow of the Colossus has been re-released still exclusive to PlayStation. And I think that's that's a pretty big thing with Sony being able to keep the property. Spyro expanded beyond just its own, like beyond Sony is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think that's really weird that with both Spyro and Crash, Sony kind of gave up their, their, their Mario, their mascot. Yeah. To some third party developer, you know? To me, that's just so odd. That wouldn't happen today. I think the reason behind it is that 
their mascots were never as successful as Mario or even Sonic. Like, if Sega never sunk, Sonic would still definitely be an exclusive franchise. But, like, even though Crash was, like, the one that stuck and, like, Spyro and Sly and Ratchet and Clank were all there, it seemed like they were just, like, a collection of colorful characters and you couldn't really pinpoint one as, like, oh, yeah, that's the PlayStation guy. Yeah, I had Crash Bandicoot, I don't remember which one, on PlayStation 2, and then my cousin had it on Xbox. Oh, yeah, that was probably Wrath of Cortex. I'm gonna puke. No, I'm good. Sounds like Shadow of the Colossus is moving on. And then for the right side of the bracket, we've got Street Fighter V versus Persona 5. No, we have MLB The Show (laughs) versus Persona 5. Okay, Persona 5, then. Josh, I have a question for you regarding MLB The Show. Yeah. Do you feel with every entry, the games get progressively better? Or do you think it's just the one that hasn't gotten worse as this console generation has worn on? I've noticed a advance, an advancement in something for every game when it comes to MLB The Show. And I can't say the same for madden or nba 2k or nhl or any any of the other sports games at least one game mode has had a solid upgrade every time i grab a new mlb i haven't played mlb 20 yet so i can't say for that but from mlb 10 to mlb 19 there's always been one thing that has had an improvement and i can't say the same thing for any other sports series i feel the same way about the mlb as I do with the Street Fighter games, because obviously Street Fighter Five is a better game than Street Fighter Four. Not markedly better. It's a more balanced game, and it's a better, uh, more polished game. There's a lot less bugs. As somebody who's never really gotten into the Street Fighter games, I just, I've always been a Mortal Kombat guy, so I guess I'm just biased, where I just think the characters and the campaigns in Mortal Kombat has always been better. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I just also can appreciate what Street Fighter V, well, not Street Fighter V, but what Street Fighter as a franchise has done for the genre. And I also think that Street Fighter's characters, there is something there. And I do like what I've played of Street Fighter, but personally, I do prefer Mortal Kombat. And it's going to be a mess for Nate next week. Uh, yeah, let's hope he has time. That's going to be a mess for Jory next week. <laughs> Street Fighter V, the show. Are there any uh are there any baseball players in Street Fighter? <laughs> <laughs> I really just don't think that it's really a competition because Persona 5 is the standout game of its franchise by a landslide. I mean it it was the first of that franchise to really break over the uh to to like break through this big in the West. This hype cycle for Persona 5 consistently since that game came out and i i i think it's the street fighter 2 of its of its uh franchise i really do persona 5 is definitely a standout from what i've seen i'm interested in playing the other games in the franchise but it's very split up persona is a spin-off of a series called shin megami tensei which is normally on nintendo consoles but they have persona spin-off games on the 3ds Certain Persona games are only available on the PlayStation Vita, which nobody bought. (laughs) It's a little bit of a mess, but Persona 5 is fantastic. It recently got a re-release that I bought, and it adds a lot to the game, makes it even better in my opinion. But if you're interested in, like, the base game, it's only 20 bucks right now. Uh, MLB The Show made me care about baseball. 
and Persona 5 will not make me care about anime. Josh, what if I tell you that there is a batting cage in Persona 5? No, because I could just play MLB The Show. Christian, are you on MLB The Show or Persona 5? Definitely Persona 5. Alright, we got Shadow of the Colossus up against Persona 5 here, guys. Shadow of the Colossus, and that's that's my only response. Shadow of the Colossus? My mom says Shadow of the Colossus sounds better. It is. <laughs> it is better. Artistically, yeah. Persona 5. Actually, I'll put Josh on this one. Josh, why is Persona 5 a game you haven't played better than Shadow of the Colossus, a game you haven't played? I'm going to be completely fucking honest right now. What the fuck is Shadow of the Colossus? So basically what it is. <laughs> game where you play as like a kid with a sword, and you gotta ride around this wasteland and find these giants and kill them to resurrect. I'm already bored. Persona 5 I'm voting for. Josh, can you explain to me what you think Persona 5 is about? I don't know, some weeb shit. Is Wander the name of the main character? Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus had 3-2. to two. Shadow of the Colossus, it was a 4-1. to one. Oh, that was really anticlimactic. I went back with Josh after that. It was 3-2. to two. It was okay. <laughs> okay, it's a 3-2. to two. I mean, what more can we really say? I feel like they're games you really can't compare. Yeah, they're very different. But I do think the immersion in Shadow of the Colossus is greater than Persona 5. Even if you're playing the original version of Shadow of the Colossus, you get sucked into the world through its aesthetics, through its music, through the atmosphere seeing these giant colossi off in the distance through all this haze and realizing each one of them you mount is a different puzzle. It's a different beast to conquer. It, it, it To me, I can't really think of a game that really sucked me in more than the first time I played Shadow of the Colossus. Whereas Persona, it, it kind of has like a cult uh, following that has escalated and grown significantly over time. And I... Eager to try it out, but I really don't think it's gonna like blow my expectations out of the water after two and a half years of people overhyping it. We shall see. We shall see. But anyways, yeah. Next time I get a PlayStation Four, I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, Josh, why haven't you mailed Nate your PS Four yet? He could have taken mine last time he was in Scranton. I got fucking two of well, them. Well, Christian, uh, all in all, how do you feel being a guest on our show? He was our. He's your funniest friend. Yeah, ten out of ten, funniest friend out of all of them, out of all the funnies. You were so funny. You built a whole bracket. How did it shape up against the one that we built as a team? Um, nowhere near the slightest, but... What did you have as your winner on that bracket? Um, I had Infamous, but that's just because of my own personal biases and my own experiences. But I realized that other people have different perspectives and different opinions. Yeah, I would have had Infamous in my probably final four or at least Elite Eight, personally. Nate the White Knight. <laughs> All right. Well, I think everyone's had a good night, and uh, thank you, everyone, for, for watching. If you haven't already, subscribe. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Duel of the Takes podcast. Next week's topic of discussion will be a new style challenge, the Top 15, where we will be trying to determine the best DreamWorks movie of all time. If you want to check out our YouTube video on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Nathaniel R. Martin. And as always... If I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.